This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. One of the legs! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! 
barely a level and deserved to be. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast podcast full-time show after a very, 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 very impressive win uh, yesterday against Wigan Athletic at the JJ, JJB, at the DW Stadium. It's been a while since it's been called that, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, we were fantastic, weren't we? It's good to see Burnley finally clicking. I think I said yesterday, it felt like click day. Uh, I think, what did I put on, on Twitter now? The day that Burnley clicked and the day that Wigan also got dicked. But we were really, really good, weren't we, to be fair? Um, I thought we looked good going forward, just like we did against Blackpool. We looked very, very good defensively, apart from the obvious error for their goal. Um, but I saw a stat yesterday, I think I said it on the on the 60-second review, that they had 18 shots and we blocked eight of them. So that just shows how well we were doing defensively. I'll just quickly get the stats up now and put them on the screen for you, uh, just to make sure that I am right and I'm not just dreamt that. Um, but if that stat is correct, which I do believe it is, then that just shows how well we were doing defensively. Just quickly get it up. There we go. Right, so it's on my screen now. Good to see the comments coming in. I'll just read some comments out just as I get that sorted. Carl says, morning up the Clarets, morning, mate. Uh, Mark Howard says, realising it wasn't a dream. Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? I do sometimes think, wake up in the morning after Burnley, done a very, very impressive win like that and think it was a dream. We'll get your comments coming in. Um, there's quite a few of you watching now, especially for a Sunday morning. I was a little bit worried that maybe you'd all be hungover or something like that. I mean, I am a little bit, uh, to be honest, but nothing a few paracetamol can't sort out. But I'll just quickly get the stats up for the screen then. Uh, yep, yeah, so there we go. It should be on your screen now. Just wait for it to load. There you go. So there, that's the Wigan one. Obviously, Burnley 5, we all know how it finished. So just go into the statistics for the game. So, right, look, this, this is what I'm on about. Where's it gone now? Blocked shots. They had eight blocked shots. That just shows how well we did defensively for me. I thought we did very, very well defensively. Um, possession, 55%. The lowest possession we've had this season, I think. Um, but yet the most goals scored. And I saw someone saying on Twitter earlier um, that having the ball all the time gives teams a chance to get in shape. Whereas if you let the team have a ball a little bit, they're going to try and obviously attack you. That's all point of having the ball. Um, so they've obviously come at us and we've been able to exploit the gaps. Some of the stuff that I, that I thought it would tell yesterday that did that assist where he nutmegged the lad, but it weren't, were it? It was Vitinho. He were brilliant. Vitinho were brilliant. He were really, really good. Um, goal attempts. We only had eight to their 18, um, but it's all about the quality of the shots because we you know we've had eight shots and six on target they've had 18 shots and four on target so that tells me that obviously a we're blocking a lot as i've mentioned earlier and b their shots were just very very poor i remember a few of them going a bit haywood and we only had six on target and we scored five so that tells me that what i was saying just then about the quality of the shots. Uh, now, I did ask for some videos to be sent in yesterday. Just had another, another result from Positive Martin. That's a great name on a day like today. Uh, it says, fantastic results up the Clarets. Now, I did ask for uh, some fans to send videos in. I only got the one video. So instead of doing um, a, a fan reaction show separately, I'm going to bring this into um, this show today. And it's from a lad called Jamie. So we'll just see what Jamie has to say. Just got back from Wigan. It was an absolutely unbelievable um, performance. I think Brownhill was absolutely outstanding. One of the best players in the league, without a doubt. Uh, J-Rod held the ball great. Took his finish well. I thought Murik was his best game for us. Penalty aside, I would like to look at the highlights again just to see if he got to the ball first. And, you know, 
did Taylor have a man covered? It was hard to see from the away end. But his distribution was good for at least two of the goals. Um, I thought, you know, Vettino showed comfortable at left-back. I am a bit worried that a lot of the long balls Wigan were doing seem to cause issues in the back early on. But we seem to have that shit pretty well. Um, overall, great experience, great performance. You know, when was the last time we scored five goals? And it's just on to Tuesday. Yeah, um, I'll, just to go on some points there, he said he was worried about some of the long balls that were causing us problems in the first half. At the time, I was worried, but we roared the storm. So I, I wasn't worried about that in the end. I thought Burley dealt with it quite well. We've already gone over the block shots. I thought we defended quite well. He's mentioned the penalty there. Uh, I've not had a chance to see that back, but at the time, and I have to put my tin hat on, I was furious with Murich for, for steaming out. So, what, so keenly. So I, I just thought, just I didn't want him to stay on his line, obviously, and I didn't want him to to stand in the middle and just give, give the man an easy lob. But I just felt like it came out of his line too quickly, too eager. That's the word I'm looking for. It was too eager. I, th- I think because of last week, he was keen to impress. And he did impress for me. He made some good saves and he started two of the attacks, I think it was. Um, but I, I don't see why he's running out so so eager at that point. Uh, just some more comments coming in. I've got someone waiting, Tom, in the green room. So I'll be bringing him in in just a couple of minutes. Just go through some comments before we bring him in. We've got Carl. He says, been coming that scoreline. Hopefully we can get another run together now. Yeah, I feel like it's been coming. I, I felt like we should have we should have battered Blackpool. It should have been 3-0 at half-time. Um, but because of you know the, the, the mistakes between Murich and Cullen, whatever, we won't get into that debate again. Um Obviously, we give him a chance into the game. It was 2-1 at half-time, then it was 3-1, and I thought, oh, we'll run away with this now. And obviously, we didn't. Um, so I do feel like that's been coming. I thought we were poor, uh, sorry, unlucky against Huddersfield not to score more because of poor finishing. Uh, Connor Roberts had that chance, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, I do feel like it has, been, it, has, it has been coming, and I do feel like more will come if we play like that, but I also feel we'll concede goals as well. So... We'll be interested to see what happens over the next few weeks. Jake Mayer says, I won't be in a rush to go back there, but what a day out. Yeah, really good day out. I really enjoyed it. I've been to Wigan a few times. That's the first time I've seen us win there. I saw us get beat. I think it was 2-0 in the Premier League. I saw us draw 0-0 in 2013. I think it's only the third time I've been. Um, But that was a fantastic result. Uh, And this is what I put on Twitter yesterday, and people forget about this. We've still got Scott Twine to come in this side. So we we are going to be sensational. And I don't think I'm getting carried away in the slightest, but we are definitely going to be uh, sensational. Uh, right, Tom, I'm going to bring you in. I will just get rid of this comment now. How are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah all good, thanks. So, what do you think of yesterday's performance then, mate? Uh, well, I mean, it was great, wasn't it? Um, I watched it at home, obviously, fully legally. Um, I watched the Wigan <laughs> screen to start with, and the commentary was... Uh, was incredibly one-sided. But now I thought from start to finish, I thought we controlled the game. I just felt like, obviously, we had just over 50% possession, which was quite low for us this season. But I just felt we were much more purposeful with it. Um, yeah. Every time we got the ball, we actually looked to create something rather. There was, you know, there was little to no just pointless passing it between Taylor and Harwood Bellish yesterday. Um, one thing I really noticed, Cullen was dropping into left back every time we went forward with the ball, which made us look really solid and allowed Fatinho to just full licence to get forward. Um, and the other thing was, I felt that Harwood Bellis was immense from start to finish. Yeah. Taylor probably should have had the man covered for the goal. Um, but echoing your thoughts from a minute ago, I don't know why Murich has come steaming out quite as he did. Don't yeah. think he needed to go to ground. I think he could have just sort of closed the ground space right down and made himself big rather than committing. 
Um, but no, I thought it was a really solid performance. Every time the pass isn't on between the defenders, Harwood Bellis is then breaking the line um, into that space in the midfield. And, it, you know, we we created so much yesterday, even though we only had six shots on target or eight shots on target. Um, you know, I just felt like we had, we looked so much more dangerous with the ball. Um, Teller's brought so much to this team. What a signing he is. That is absolutely unbelievable bit of business. And yeah, um, you know, on to Tuesday and following from the last couple of performances against Blackpool, which leaving that game, it really felt like a loss. But, you know, I'm really positive now and there's still so much more to come from this team, which is just, it's just really exciting. Yeah, I I, I was saying on Twitter yesterday or, or the 60 second view, I can't remember. I still feel like we're not, like we've clicked, but I still feel like there's a couple more gears to come. And just going back to the point about Scott Twine as well, we've still got him to come into the side and he looked class, albeit in League One last year. So I agree with you. I still think there's a couple more gears to come. So do you think we can go on like a, a, a decent run now and hopefully just keep going from gear to gear? I think that's what it's all about in this league, really, because the games come so thick and fast. It's about making the most of momentum. And if we can get ourselves in, in and around the playoffs before the winter break, you know, we haven't got that many nationals going to the World Cup. So it's a good time to for company to even get his style even more ingrained into this team. But for 13 new signings, and a lot of them are playing, I think it's unbelievable how quick it's really coming together. Um you know, they're looking like a great side already. And I've got, I'm obviously from Norwich, as you can probably tell, but all of my yeah. friends, mostly are Norwich fans. Um, and they've been up and down a few times this season. And they're all saying to me, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be top two just because the championship is quite, you know, there's a lot of teams looking strong now, but it is a fairly poor league compared to what it used to be six, seven years ago when we were last in it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the fact that Red in the top now says a lot and the fact yeah. that, Blackburn were top says a lot. Um, just shows that not many, like even your teams that are supposed to be, you know, doing very, very well, like your Burras and your Swansea's. I got told that they were going to be there, thereabouts. They're both in the bottom three, bottom four, I think, or Middlesbrough won yesterday, so they might have pulled out. Um, but just you, you've obviously watched it on TV, so you'll have seen replays and better angles and and looked at the commentary from their goal. I've still not seen it from the actual moment. You mentioned there, you thought Taylor could have had his man covered. What are your thoughts on the goal then? Like just going into detail about it. Yeah, Taylor, he got sucked in um, and Keane was sort of left on his own as the ball came over. Um, so, it, you know, he, he was Taylor's man. Um, again, I think it, it comes down to Murich. You know, he, he, he didn't need to go down. It was a penalty all day long. Um, to start with, first thing that went from my mind was it could be a red, but um, I think, yeah. you know, the ref dealt with it quite well in the end, played the advantage. Um, but, you know, it we... We, apart from the goal, which was frustrating because it's another silly error, we looked so much better at the back than we did against Blackpool. Um, every time Blackpool came forward in the second half last week, they looked like they're scoring. Um, it just looked like there wasn't much organisation at the back. But you know, with the block shots that that you were saying about earlier, that just shows that there's a bit more of the die style of defending coming back into this team um, this year with the bodies on the line kind of mentality. Um, and I think that's what you need in this league because, you know, you need to ride a storm like we did for a little while before half time yesterday. And there's always, there's every every game in this league, there's always a moment like that where you, have, you come under pressure and that's, it's all about just getting out of that situation. And, you know, we went in the half time in front and came out a completely different team in the second half and put our stamp on the game again. And we made Wigan look really average yesterday. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're unbeaten this year. Um and I think in the second half, I think we were lucky with a teller goal. It looked offside. 
at the time. It looks offside on the replay. I'm going to say, you, you'll have seen replays, I haven't. So yeah. What, what do you think that one's offside then? Yeah, it's definitely offside. Um, you know, with VAR, that gets that gets chalked off all day. It doesn't help. It's a rugby pitch, and they've got all other lines going all over the pitch, yeah. sort of making it even for the line But I don't know how he's not given that because the ball didn't really come through that quickly from Brownhill. He was sort of falling over as he played it. But um, no, that one was offside. But at the same time, we had two blatant penalties not given. Um, can't remember who the second one was on. I think it might have been Teller. But it was just actually unbelievable how it wasn't a penalty. He was nowhere near the ball, took all of the man. But I think the Burnley fans, it was at the other end for starters. They didn't have a great view of it, but they were. Mm. it was probably a three-one up. So it wasn't, you know, if it was a two-one, and everyone would have been going mad for it. But it didn't really matter that much at that point. But um, yeah, we got lucky with that goal. But the the way the team played when Bastian Chalanov looked sharp, he still doesn't look like he's firing all cylinders at the moment. He needs to get used to it, but Bastion looked great when he came on. Goal and assist took his goal really well. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's Benson. I'm a bit worried about Benson, to be honest. He looks very lightweight um, and he's not getting massive amounts of time in a minute. So I don't think companies think he's going to be one that takes a bit more time. I thought Bastion was going to take time to bet in, but he's, you know, he's, he's really looking great now. But yeah, no, it's it's just really positive. Um, woke up this morning, sort of had to pinch myself whether we actually scored five on the road, but there we yeah, go. Mad, Welcome to the championship. Exactly, mate. Thanks for coming on. I'll probably bring you on later again because we're going to do a man of the match vote, but I've got two more people waiting. If you if you if you need to go, you need to go, mate. But thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate Cheers, it. I'll bring you yeah, back no in around ten minutes. Uh, as I said, though, so obviously Tom's feeling very positive. I'm feeling feeling very positive. I've got two more people waiting. These came out of nowhere. Um, here we go. Anonymous American. Sorry, man. I should, should have give you a warning then that I'm going to bring you on. I caught you off guard there. Um, what's your name, mate? Where are you from? America, obviously, just, but wave. You can just call me an honest American. How you doing, Joe? I like what you do. I like, you know, everything you do there for, for Turfcast. I got a few things I wanted to speak about. You know, I see Josh Brownhill playing so well. And again, yeah, he's, I, he's I, wonder, so I wonder what things look like around the winter transfer table assuming he continues to perform there. I just took a look at the stats. I was like, I know he's been playing well, but I wasn't sure what exactly his stats looked like. Six games, four goals, one assist. I wonder if that's a guy that's going to be heavily targeted by other teams around that around that winter transfer window, especially with how well he's been playing so far this year. Yeah, uh, it's one of them. I think if you're playing well, you, your players and your manager is going to come in. Like people could want company if, if we're running away with the league. I, I feel like I might be getting ahead of myself a little bit there, you know, but people could be wanting company. People could be wanting Cullen. People could be... I saw someone today tweeting that if if Teller keeps playing ridiculously well, Southampton might even, might even recall him. So it's just part and parcel of the game, isn't it? People are going to be after him. Um, I do think the recruitment's been pretty good, though. So if we lost Brownhill, I think we might be able to replace him pretty... Not easily, but you know, I'd be confident in the club of bringing somebody in. But I think, yeah, just going back to Brown, he's been fantastic. I didn't know his exact stats, so thank you for that. Four goals, one assist. And I think the fact that he's got Cork and Cullen now behind him has really, really helped him have, have that free role. The expectations I had going into this year, I mean, they far excelled past what my expectations were. You had so many new faces that are going to be in the starting lineup every in the in fixtures every single game. And to already see them starting to gel. Again, we're going to see time periods where they struggle. They're a young team. You're going to see at time periods they lose and lack composure. But but what we saw today against Wigan, I mean, like, or yesterday, oh, fantastic, fantastic. It's still my time. Well, I guess it's now 4 a.m. my time. But, I mean, what we saw, fantastic out there from them. And I just love the fact that we're, paying with, we're playing with pace. We're playing in a situation where we're playing 
modern day football. It, it, it's something I haven't been used to watching. I mean, I, I joined it and started following Burnley, I guess, under Sean Dyche. And it's it's different to see this style. Yeah. So what do you think now? What do you think that comparing the two styles? Obviously, there's no one right way to play football, is there? I've always, I've always been an advocate of that. I, I, I do think that if we went up... We may end up not doing a bomb with yesterday, but you know we'd have to learn how to dig in a little bit better. Although we did quite dig in quite well yesterday, but from your point of view, from someone out in the states, what are your thoughts on on the two styles of play and how, and how different they are? <laughs> Shit, man! I, I tell you, it's <laughs> I, you know just as a casual football fan, I mean you're you're going to watch it. It's more entertaining to watch, you know, this style yeah. of football. But, you know, you I, I, also had to respect what Sean Deitch did, where it was kind of like, hey, you fight for every single inch, inch on the pitch, and, and you go ahead and say, hey, we may be thoroughly dominating possession, but we're able to win through set pieces. We're able to win through, you know, a ball that squirts through. We're able to go ahead and capitalize on our opportunities. You have to admire that, too. And, and you know, you're looking at all the positives that we've seen this offseason, where things look so dreary. We're saying, hey, we've got to pay 60 million off, 60 million pounds off in a short time period. Over half that debt already paid with what we've been yeah. able to, to, to sell off this offseason as well I, i'm i'm very optimistic about vincent company i think fantastic fantastic appointment there as a manager and i, I cannot be more thrilled about alan pace i know i had spoken with a few individuals i'd flown over there last year when they played man city at turf Moor, and so many so many fans i'd spoken to were unhappy and unpleased maybe it was just a small sample size about alan pace but i cannot be more thrilled about what he's done for this club um, I'm I'm happy with him. I don't, I know I, I I kind of feel like I'm in the minority at the minute, but then I just think that people with a negative opinion are more likely to shout louder. So I'm not sure on that. And I think it tends to be a generational thing. I think the younger fans wanted to see Burnley marketed better, and I think Alan Pace has done that. I know people sort of like going and say, "Oh, buddy, all all he's done is come in and and med advertising signs and and stuff like that." But how much better does the turf look compared to what it used to look? It actually looks like a Premier League ground now. I can't. I can't tell you based off of that. I've only been to one game, but <laughs> still, I, I, I'm just telling you based off of what I've seen recruitment-wise. I mean, even like last yeah. year, I mean, like we didn't miss on a lot of the guys we had signed. I mean, maybe you could say Vout Vakehorse was a guy that 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 came up underwhelmingly short. But you like, okay, Connor Roberts. You look at okay, Maxwell Cornet was fantastic. Nathan Collins was a very very solid signing. You look at all these guys that we've signed this offseason as well. They look like all the guys for the most part that can contribute even at the championship level. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the actual game itself then, obviously, what were your thoughts on on the way that Burnley played and are you feeling like positive for the rest of the season that Burnley can, can get back to the Premier League? I don't have expectations for them to get back to the Premier League this season. If they do, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think there's going to be you know major ups and downs this year just solely because we've got a young team. We've got a whole bunch of new faces that are trying to gel together. There are going to be time periods where we're really low. It's never as bad as you think, and it's never as good as you think. So as well as we played today, we're never as good as you think. And even when we bottle a 3-1 three, three to one lead <laughs> two weeks ago, it's never as bad as you think. I don't have expectations of them making it immediately back to the Premier League. I, you know, I, even if we make it back, you know, two years or one year after this year, I, I'm fine with that. I, I, I don't have high expectations there. I, I think that, hey, we just got to trust in the system. We got to trust in Vincent Company. I love what I've seen out of him so far in, in this this club. Yeah, yeah. Just going back to Alan Pierce, I've had a comment here from Carl Bolland. He says, old timers need to get with the times. They can't cope with the new playing style, a lot of them. But obviously the first part of that, I agree. I thought that was going to be about Alan Pierce. But it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? I was just saying that generational gap there. I, I was sitting, the, the family stand, a lot of people around me were sort of like saying, I hate this new style of play. We need to, we need to, 
we need to go back to dashways and things like that. I'm like, why? That got us relegated. It's 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 a perfect time to reset, isn't it? Going down to the championship, the perfect time to reset. Like you said, if it takes two years to go back up, which I originally thought it would do, I'm getting a bit carried away after yesterday, I admitted that. <laughs> um, and so be it, but it's the perfect time to reset. Look at the average age of the players out there every single yeah. day. And, and I, I can't be more optimistic about it. I mean, though we have some guys that are very big contributors that are on loan, but I mean, the average age of the majority of these players are, are significantly younger than what we were last season. It was going to take time to rebuild. I wasn't expecting us to replace, you know, eight or nine guys that are out there in a starting fixture every single game. And, and we're in a spot to where, hey, we don't skip a beat. And we're back up there in the Premier League. Hey, if we do that, fantastic. I just don't want to set up false expectations. Yep, fair enough. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Like I said, I'll, I'll like I said to Tom, uh, I'll bring you back in towards the end if you're still here. If you need to go, you've got something to do. And fair play. It's 4.30 my time, but Joe, thanks so much. I just want No to worries, that. mate. Brilliant to hear from you and a brilliant microphone as well. Um, Connor, we'll bring you in in just a second. Uh, I, won't, I won't throw you under the bush like I did with Mr. Anonymous American there and catch him off guard. Uh, but just going up to come in, uh, to come in we've, we've kind of discussed at Murich already, but we'll just quickly... I'll give my thoughts on it, then I'll bring Connor in and he can give his thoughts on that before the game. Do you prefer Murich? Prefer Murich to who? Vic Bailey? Yeah, uh, uh, probably. Um, um, it, he's made two mistakes in two games now. Um, I think the one against Blackpool, I think it was a silly pass, but I do think Cullen could have done better with it. And yesterday, I haven't seen replays of it, but I don't understand why he's why he's come steaming out so 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 eager and so keen. For me, he should have not stayed on his line. He should have, as me and Tom were saying earlier, got out there and got out quickly, but just stood his ground. I don't know why he's gone to ground so easily. Um, and as Tom was saying, I didn't even realise at the time it could have easily been a red card. So I don't want to give him too much shit yet, to be honest. Um, I won't say I'm worried yet either because I do I, I understand what he brings his style his style of play I, I believe he's obviously company loves him with his feet I think I believe he's, he's he created two of the goals yesterday so that's just something I've said on Twitter I might be wrong with that um, so we'll see but I, I'll keep him in there for now what's the point in dropping him after after a couple of games I, I, I don't see the point and yeah as you mentioned there he is only 23 he's going to get better um, so I'm not too worried just yet but he needs to not be as keen for me. Uh, Carl Bolland says, I sit in the Jimmy Matt Law and they absolutely hound Murich to hoof and get rid. They need to get behind him and stop abusing him. Exactly that. Exactly that. We just need to, we just need to relax. We just need to, we just need to relax and get used to this new style of play. Like I, I said on Twitter after Blackpool, like there was one point where somebody passed the ball back to him. This is after his mistake, admittedly, but there was one point where somebody passed the ball back to him and the Blackpool striker, I, I don't know his name, but he was sprinting towards Murich, like a big six-foot-five man or whatever he was, just steaming towards him, like ready to press him. And everyone around me is already booing him. Like, get rid of it. Get out. You're giving it him. Well, how's that going to make him feel when you've got some like big, massive tangerine bastard steaming down at you? And he, and people around you are going, get rid of it. When you, you know that you've been told not to get rid of it. So he's going to... He's, he's That's not going to help. It's counterproductive. That's the word I'm looking for. But Connor, I'm going to bring you in now. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, pal. How about you? Yeah, thanks for coming on again, mate. I appreciate <clears> it. So we've just been discussing Murich there. What are your thoughts on the new goalkeeper? Yeah, I, I understand the frustration that, that people have had with him. A um, couple of mistakes have obviously... Well, yesterday obviously didn't cost us, but in the Blackpool game, like you said, he passed it over to Cullen. I think it was more of a bad touch than anything to do with Murich. Um, but sort of echoing what you were saying, he's, he's only a young lad. He's 23. And... If you've got the crowd on your back, it, even if you're an experienced pro and uh, being asked to pass from the back, 
and you're getting whinged at by the uh, by the fans, and it's it's gonna it's gonna cause you to to maybe make those mistakes. I, th- I think the crowd need to get a bit more composure. If we're asking the team to to have a bit of composure, maybe the crowd needs to reciprocate that. But um, yeah, no, oh, I, I think I think he's done well so far. He's obviously it's a brand new team. He's come in. He's been asked to play a role that obviously he's been used to at City. Um, but I, I just think it, it because it's been such a different. It's like contrast, isn't it? It's, it's completely different from what we were we were doing previously. So I, I think that's why the fans are, are so nervous about it. But it's uh, it's come good. It, it came good yesterday, hundred percent. Exactly. Like, like I said, I think I think he started two of the goals. Well, I, even if he did start two of the goals, I, I, there's so many times that he passes it out or mm. invites a bit of pressure and dinks it over, and then we can attack because we can exploit mm. the lines. But you mentioned there the crowd need to get composure. Completely agree. I wrote about yeah. it in the last week's Lanks Live article. It's counterproductive. But do you think that composure comes with the players looking more composed in being asked and what they're asked, being asked to do, <clears> and <throat> obviously more results like yesterday? The higher we are, mm-hmm. if we're first and you know six points clear, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give a shit if Mourinho gives the ball away or, or whatever. So do you think that will no. come with with better results and the players looking more composed themselves as well? Yeah, definitely. It's brand new. It's brand new to them all. Um, brand new teams come together. I, I think. The, the way that we've managed to play already. How many games are we into the championship now? Six, is it? Five, six? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, we've done really well. I, I said at the start of the season, give us 10 games and we'll see where we are. I wasn't expecting anything um, anything like what, what we've seen so far. I, I don't think we've we've been given... I don't think we've got the points we deserve so far. And I think most people will agree. Um, and we're in sixth position. And I I, th- I think it's going really well so far. And there's all, it can only get better from here. And yesterday was just a um, w- w- it just showed when it when it clicks, what what can happen. And I I think we've got a couple more a couple more levels to go up. Yeah, I I don't think um yesterday was the finished article at all. I, I think we um I th- I I think we could be in for a really good season. Yeah, completely agree with that. Obviously, we were just discussing the league table there, so I thought I'll bring the league table up yeah. on screen. We have played six games. Um. Obviously, won twice, lost once, and drawn three times. Red in the top, which is absolutely mind-boggling. I had them as going down. I still think they'll struggle. I think yeah. they'll, they'll they'll fall. Sheffield United, I didn't realize you know they were so high up. I thought, I've just, I'll just be honest with you, I've not been paying attention to the league table. I don't know me bother until about ten league games. I knew Hull were doing relatively well, but again, I think I feel like they're fade. I'm surprised Norwich are so high up. I thought they were struggling again. Rotherham, that's another team who are going to drop away. So you look at that top six. You've got Reading who are going to fall away, one hundred percent. Rotherham are going to fall away 100%. And Hull, I think they'll fall away to about 8th and ninth. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, the fact that, you know, we've had this apparently abysmal start, according to most opposition fans. Mm-hmm. You know, fans of Blackburns and your Prestons. Yeah. And, but having, having said that, down at the bottom, obviously you've got Middlesbrough down there. They'll come up. Mm-hmm. Um, Swansea, they'll start coming up. Obviously Coventry, that's a false position because they've only played three games due to the pitch issues. But yeah. For this for this negative start that most opposition fans have been saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not all been that bad, has it? No, it's looking good. Um, people are saying that we've we've not had a great start, and I I think the results haven't reflected the way that we've actually played. And that's yeah. we're, we're sixth, we're sixth, and it could have been so much better if we got the results we actually deserved. Um, we we could be right up there. So, uh, to be fair, after after we after we won yesterday, I, I hadn't looked at the table properly. Uh, prior to, to yesterday, but I was surprised at how, how high up we were, considering that we've not really. It don't feel like we've got that many points on the board, but we're still we're still up there. And um, as it starts to click, you you just got you just got to think it's. Um, 
I, I think we'll be right up there this season. I really do. And obviously, it's early mm. days. It's early days, and we've we've not had the best of results so far. But just from what I've seen on the pitch, I I just can't see any team that we're not going to be able to come up against and say, right, we can win this. Which is a nice sort of it's a nice change from what we've been going through the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mark Howard says, I'm loving this new style of play, including all the passing at the back. It was never going to happen overnight to click when Pep went to City. It took a year for that to com- completely bed in using better players. Yeah, I agree with that, Mark. But just going back to what you were saying, Connor, like I still feel like we have a couple of gears left to go. I mean, mm. I've said that myself as well earlier. But Scott Twine, we've still got Scott Twine to come back yeah. into the side. It's yeah. I, I do feel like I, 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 the, the difference in these podcasts, by the way, when we get beaten, when we win, we're all now suddenly going, oh, my God, we're amazing. <laughs> And as before, we're like, oh, mm, is it really, is it really going to work? Mm. But we've got Scott Twine's come back in the side. There were still elements of the game yesterday which we could have done better, i.e., mm. the Murich and, and the yeah. Taylor incident. And then there was still some sloppy passes in the middle. So mm. if we do fully start proper kicking, then we're really going to really, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> piss the league. But I don't want to, I don't want to say that. But we're going to no, do I, very, I, very yeah. well. It's going to be very enjoyable at the very least. Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking the same. I'm trying to sort of keep myself grounded um from what i've seen so far if if we can really make it click the way that we're playing i don't think there's any team in this league that can that's going to be able to contain it um but it's all ifs and buts in it it's, it's whether we can actually make sure that it does click obviously we're gonna have sort of low points in the season um there's a lot of games to play in a short period of time obviously we've, we seem to have that depth now which is something we've lacked for a long time yeah. so it's so it's it's nice to be able to sort of I'm not going to say field a completely second team, but it, it it almost feels on that bench. There's there's not that many players that I wouldn't feel confident in them coming in and doing a good job. Which again, the last couple of years it hasn't been the case at all, has it? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just to echo what Tom said earlier. I was a little bit worried about Bastian, but he came on yesterday and played very very well. I thought he played well against Huddersfield, but then since then he'd mm-hmm. been a little bit poor. Um, but obviously got the goal against Shrewsbury. Yeah. It's Shrewsbury. I mean that with the greatest <laughs> respect. But then yesterday he came on and did very, very well. Uh, comment here from um, CNC Megatronics. Uh, Big Brian Jensen took a year to bed into Stan's team and he was with us for a decade. Murich needs time and the fans to be patient. Playing out from the back, even the top goalkeepers can be caught out. And yeah, just going back to something you said about, obviously, people hounding Murich and giving him a lot mm-hmm. of stick and stuff. Uh, was it against Blackpool where Ashley Westwood was in the commentary box and he was saying, look, as players, we know what's happening. We can mm-hmm. feel it coming down onto the pitch. So if West is saying it, and yeah. obviously they're feeling it on the pitch. And then Michael Appleton, the Blackpool manager, said it at the time. So if 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 the opposition teams can feel it, we're just going to give them um, an easy team talk and an easy excuse to get back into the game. Yeah. Well, he's, he's 23. Um, exactly. I, I said before, you, you get an experienced keeper in there. And, and even even some with, with experience is going to struggle when you've got all the fans on your back. As soon as the ball comes to you and they're shouting, get rid it's it's just gonna it's gonna, it's gonna make him nervous, isn't it? So he he may make the wrong decision at a time if the crowd keep you on his back. I, I think it, I think it'll improve. It's it's early days and people aren't used to it. Um, give it a few more games and if we start to sort of click like we did do yesterday and and it starts working a little bit better and they can see the progression through the team as we play, then then maybe the crowd will sort of calm down with it. Um. I just think it's because it's so new to everyone, and that and that's why that's why they're so nervous. But fingers yeah, crossed, I agree with that. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed. As we go, people will calm down a little bit and see see the bigger picture. Really, yeah, I agree with that. I do think we need to be a bit patient and hopefully just relax and not do what Pro World has just said. We don't need to. <laughs> Obviously, there are times and occasions where I just think, all right, you know, maybe a big boot will help. But mm-hmm. if there is a chance not to do that, then then don't do that. Um, 
just going back to the game yesterday as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned Brownell earlier, but yeah. he, he were absolutely f- fantastic yesterday. That was my um, probably favourite aspect of the game yesterday, yeah, the way yeah. that he it played. I, I, I love the fact that he's been given this role now because he's got the two people doing the, the, the legwork for him, basically. Mm-hmm. So he, he can do all the easy stuff. Yeah. But what were your favourite aspects of the game yesterday then, obviously, apart from the scoreline? <laughs> um, I think it was the fact that there was, there was better balance. Uh, before, like, I, th- I think a couple of people have mentioned it already, but passing it around between the centre-backs and, and the goalkeeper, there didn't seem to be an awful lot of that yesterday. And the transition up to the final third just seemed to be a lot more seamless. Um, yeah. And, and that, was me f- that was my favourite thing. Like it, We had the least possession we've had all season, I think, so far. But yeah. we created more chances than I think we had before. We, were, we, we, we scored, obviously, more. We, we were more efficient with the chances that we got. Um, so, so that's 100% what, what I was most happy with. It's, it's nice having the ball just as, as a bit of a change, just passing it wherever it may be on the pitch. But to be able to actually see the progression and getting it to the final third um, and to see us actually score a few, which has been coming, by the way. I think I think someone's been due a, a good drubbing for, for a couple of games. I thought it was going to be Blackpool, especially after the start that we made. Yeah, um, I agree. But 100, 100%, that, that's been the, that was the best aspect of yesterday, just the way that we, we played in the final third, which we've not really seen this season so far. Yeah, just going back to Muric one last time, because uh, it seems to be a bit, bit uh, a debate that's come late in the show, but, you know, quite a big one. I enjoy it. Uh, Andrew Greaves says, Morning, chaps. Think Muric, aside from being a bit rash for the penalty, was superb. Mixed up the long and short, and we got two goals from it. There you go. So I was mm-hmm. right when I said that we had two goals from it. I, I knew I was. I back myself. Um, but, yeah, Andrew makes a great point. Um, there are times when you need to to mix it up, and I feel like he's probably learned his lesson a little bit from the other week or could be spoke yeah. to and things like that. Um, and he, I remember him making a good save for a header um, as well. So yeah, I've I know that people around me like uh, uh, where I sit, and uh, even on the coach on the way back yesterday, someone said to me like, "You, re- you reckon that Muir is a bastard fan or what? Like, what's he doing? That's too mistake." Like, I couldn't be asked arguing, so I just laughed. And it was one of them situations where like I can't be asked here, um, but. I think people just need to to understand. Like the perfect sentence you said earlier. Just look at the bigger picture. Just look mm-hmm. at what he's doing aside from that. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think I think he's he's done well. Um, it's going to sound daft this as an actual keeper as well. I think he's made some good saves so far. Um, he, made, he made some good saves in Blackpool, didn't he? Obviously, yeah, he made the mistake. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, didn't yeah. It's a debate whether it's his mistake or Cullen's mistake. But, mm. you know, he, he made some good saves against Blackpool. One where he made his body really big and got down really mm. well. So he, he has done quite well. He has made some big saves, like you say. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not concerned about him. He's, he's, I've said it a few times. He's 23. He's 23 years old, which for a keeper, is he's a baby. Um, yeah. And to come into this team, a brand new team, being asked to play a completely different way than, than what we're used to. I, I think he's done well. Um, I, th- I think the mistakes, obviously, early doors are going to start, but but one, once we get going and and he knows his role and and he knows when to play it short and when to get ready, I think yesterday um, was the difference was he didn't just look to play it short every single time. I think we played a few more long balls. And like you said, he set up two goals. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's just getting the mix right, isn't it? Making sure that, that he's not just passing it short for the sake of passing it short and knowing what he needs to do and when he needs to do it. But that'll just come with experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, morning, Phil. Head, he said he's as delicate this morning. I've had a couple of paracetamol, so I'm I'm fine now. I'm 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 doing a live show, mate. That's how fine I am. Then I'm going to go to Wally later on as well. I believe there's some sort of farmers market there, so I might have a look down there. Um, but yeah, um, everyone, start getting your man of the matches in actually, because Tom's just come back into the room. So I'm going to bring Tom in in a minute. We're all going to have a debate about the man of the match. Um, I know who man is. I've mentioned him several times already, so I think you can guess. 
Um, but uh, yeah, just just for one last point on Muric for everyone can get their man of the matches in. So start putting them in the comments now. Um, everyone is used to watching Port, who's arguably England's number one, and that's obviously why we're struggling to get used to Muric, isn't it? But all Port would have done, which is obviously the point that Matt's making, is kicked it out of play. So I think that's what people are, are, are panicking about. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I don't think it's been mentioned so far. I've gone slightly off topic. That fourth goal, I've not watched it back, but surely we made about 500 passes in the build-up to that. J-Rod had a little back heel, um, and then Browner's little cut in. It, honestly, it was one of the one of the best build-up goals that I've, I've, I've seen us score, barring maybe Everton. Uh, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has, has, has obviously watched it back and, and is, can disagree. But it seemed to be loads and loads of passes. I, I don't know how many, but it seemed like it were loads before we were all laying about five minutes before we actually scored. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Actually. I was struggling to remember the actual goal, but now you mentioned the all-laying. I could yeah. all filming it, and I was like trying to. I was going to do a match day vlog or try to do it. I'm working tonight and then going out. Um, yeah. I'm that, going like that and that and that all been like, hey, hey. Um, just to bring Andrew back in as well because he makes another good point here you can tell he's a journalist uh, it says I think the big aspect from yesterday was actually having less possession allowing the opposition to have the ball tempts them out and that gives a space between the lines etc I said the exact same thing earlier on mm. so hopefully um, hello buddy you alright so hopefully um, you know a few people noticed that as well but I agree with that uh, Connor what are your thoughts on that uh, sorry sorry about that what, what was that Saying how it brings, how letting the other team have, oh, having less yeah. possession brings the yeah. other team in, in that, it, like yeah, yeah. coerces them out. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, th I think it was important to find that blend. Um, before it just seemed we were just possession for possession's sake, but but now we sort of we are we we can see where the lines are and we're, we're getting in between them a lot more easily. It, it seemed yesterday anyway, and, and fingers crossed that something's just going to continue going forward. Yeah. So, right, Tom, we're going to bring you back in. I don't want to end up doing to you what I did to Anonymous American and catching you off guard. So there's your warning. And there he is, nice and ready. Nice, posed and ready. Uh, man of the match then, I'm going to go for Josh Brownhill. I think you both can obviously guess that already. Uh, Connor, yeah. I'll start with you because you're at the top. Who's your man of the match? Yeah, Brownie, easy. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Tom? Same as you, boys. No question yeah, about it. Well, that were a good debate, boys. I enjoyed the <laughs> uh, But no, it's it's only going to be one man, is it? Let's 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 have a look at this. Have a look at some of the comments. Carl Bolland says Brownhill, hands down. Matt Lawcock says JB. Greavesy, he's he's made three comments. He's got a nickname already. Greavesy says Brownhill, man of the match, just ahead of Vinny. I agree with that. Vinny played very very well, and that um, Megs that he did for the was that the fourth goal or the third goal? I can't remember. All just blend into one. Fantastic player. Uh, Ross says Brownhill. So everyone pretty much says Brownhill. So it's, it, 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 it played really well. And I don't want to go into it too much because I mentioned it already. But the fact that Cullen and Cork are there has given him a free sort of role. And I feel like that's it. it I feel like he's going to be the best best midfielder in this league if he isn't already. Yeah. To be honest with you. I, th I think um, I'm a little bit nervous for the rest of the transfer window, really. Just fingers crossed no one comes in for him. Well, thankfully, there's only like four or five days left of it, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, he looks like he's absolutely loving his football at the moment, yeah. though. Yeah. He really yeah. does. This season, he looks like he's you know he's getting loads off the out of the training. He's I think he's always been an attacking midfielder, and we were playing him. You know, we our centre mids are only ever holding midfielders really in the prem. So I think yeah. this role this year, he's just coming on strength to strength. Yeah, I, I agree with I that. Think, I just think he's going to get better as well. Yeah, I think I think he was one of the only plays that came down and, and really sort of made a point of, of saying, I want to get this club back to where it belongs. And I, I like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I like that from, from a player, obviously. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can keep hold. I mean, he, he will be absolutely superb this season. How many scored already? Three. 
from midfield. I think someone said four earlier. When Anonymous four? American said he scored four. He scored four. Yeah. Yeah, four. Luton, Blackpool and M2 yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll score a shed load this season if he um, if he carries on the way he's going. Yeah. He could end up being our top goal scorer. He could be. I was thinking, do you know what? When I was watching it yesterday, I thought that. I thought it genuinely. When was the last time we could say our top goal scorer came from midfield? I couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah. I think Twine will be top goal scorer when he gets back. I just Honestly, I can't, I can't wait to see him. I can't yeah. wait to see him come in and, and play in a side like yeah. If he if he'd have been playing yesterday, it it he'd have scored as well. Yeah. Maybe even two yeah. or three. Could have even got an trick. He'd have been actually, so good in that game yesterday. What's actually wrong with him? I don't I don't know what injury he's got. How long he, he had a he had a muscle tear, a slight muscle right. tear. Right. Okay, so No, I think company said a, a couple of games ago that he's got a couple of games left until he comes back. So right. you might see him on the bench against Millwall, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But anyway, lads, it's been a pleasure. I think you're both making your debuts there on the full-time show. Both did very, very well. A uh, big shout-out to the Anonymous American as well who came on. It's been a pleasure. Um, if you've just come into the to the, to the the stream and you want to watch it from the start, once we've finished, um, I do, I'll tell you what, lads, I'll just quickly take your screen. I'll bring you back in when we're done. Um, what, what, what I'm saying is when we finish the stream, it stays on YouTube. So if you want to go and watch it afterwards, you can. You can watch it at your leisure. You can watch it. Just before the F1, which starts in a few hours, or if you go into the Wally Market like me, you can watch it when you come back. Or if, like Matt, you go into the Corn Blues Fest, which I'm sure a lot of you are, um, then watch it after that. Or if you prefer podcasts and you're driving to work tomorrow and you just want to listen to it on the way to work, then just go on to our podcast feed and you'll find it there. Um, but it's been a pleasure having Connor and Tom on and the Anonymous American. Um, I'd love to tell you his name, but he, he, he didn't tell me. Um, but he had a beautiful microphone. It's one of the microphones that I've always wanted. Fantastic voice because of his microphone. Um, but yeah, um, I will try and get a pre-game done show. Pre-game done show. A pre-game show done uh, before the Millwall game. Obviously, it's a quick turnaround, so I do sometimes struggle when it's so quick and I'm working tonight, working tomorrow as well. So we'll see. And um, if not, I'll probably do a full-time show either on Tuesday night after the game or Wednesday. And if I don't manage to do that, then I'm not dedicated enough am I um, but no joking aside thank you everybody for coming on thank you everyone in, in the comments I particularly enjoyed the comments that got the Murich debate going from Adrian's edits so I do I do always encourage comments people coming in and, and, and helping us discuss things so that gave us a good 10 minutes of Murich debate that so thank you for that uh, so thank you for everyone for watching thank you for everyone coming in and commentating and uh, especially thank you to the lads who came on the show but thank you and we'll see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network let me give you a big Labor Day surprise. Most people think if we all exercise the same and eat the same, we'd all look the same. And let me tell you why that's wrong. Your body is unique and your metabolism is unique. I'm Lacey Green, and I'm a super trainer at Body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And you can't see me, but I don't look like your average personal trainer. I'm curvy, and I'm proud of it. So I created a program for beginners only on the Body app to show people like us how to get incredible results and be our version of happy and healthy. This isn't just workout videos. It's people like you and me. It's community. It's incredible trainers. It's easy to follow nutrition and mindset experts to help you reduce stress and just feel better. And you can get started with my new program called For Beginners Only. Now, here's the big surprise. If you go to body.com right now, that's B-O-D-I.com, not only can you get everything Body has to offer at 50% off with an annual membership, you'll also get an additional 20% off, but only during Labor Day weekend. Let's do this together. Go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.